Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. Uh, we are very excited to talk about this topic today, but before we get into it, I just want to give you guys a friendly reminder that we have been doing this for just over a year now, and it's been an amazing, amazing ride. Um, I have learned quite a bit myself, and I've really enjoyed connecting with a lot of people. So uh, we just wanted to ask that you, you know, if you enjoy this episode, that you leave a review. Uh, ideally a five-star review. We love seeing those, but be honest, you know, we want to, we want to know what your actual thoughts are on this. So, uh, but you know, we ask that because it allows, you know, whatever platform that you're listening to this on to push it to other people who might need this information as well. And of course that just helps people, uh, learn and grow and, you know, expand their own business and help more people. So that small act that you can do by leaving a review or rating the show is actually a pretty big, pretty big thing uh, for this show and the listeners and the potential listeners as well. Um, and also, I talked about connecting with people over the last year. A big part of that has been because of our Facebook group that we have, which is New Money Habits Financial Coaches. If you want to get plugged into there, it's free to join. It's a great community. It's a growing community of coaches. We got a couple hundred coaches in there right now. Um, and it's a really good place to just connect, learn, and be a part of some events that we're having. We do some co-working Wednesdays. We do, we're starting up a book club. Um, you know, there's several things to, to be plugged into that to help you stay consistent, stay accountable, and of course, grow your business. So with all that being said, I'm here joined as always with my lovely co-host Maria Casillas. Maria, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Excited Great. to be here with you today. Great. That's awesome. So one of the questions that we had come up on our last coaches meetup, which is something that is available to people in that Facebook group, which is why I brought it up. <laughs> but we had one, I, I believe it was last week, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, one of the topics that came up in that coaches meetup is how long should I work with a client? And we had a really good conversation. So I figured, hey, to the people who weren't a part of that meetup, but our listeners to the show, that would be a really good conversation for us to have as well. Because I got a lot of value from that. And I know a lot of other people did too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and it is a very, very common question. And I don't think that it has a super simple answer to it. So I think this will be a good discussion to just kind of figure out, like, how do, how do we determine that? Would you like me to start? Yeah, of course. Let's, let's okay. hear it. Okay. Well, one of the first things that I think is super important is to always meet somebody where they are. So I think that that has to be one of the first questions that we ask. Where is this person? And it doesn't mean like, where are they physically? You know, what part of the world are they in? Uh, although that could help figuring out like when, what time you're going to meet. Um, but when it comes to how often or how long will you be meeting, it really might deter be determined by what are their needs? Where, what stages of change are they in? Are they, are they in a, a ready to just like take action type of stage or are they still kind of just preparing to make some changes in their lives? 
if they are already made, maybe they already made a change and they're really just hiring you because they want to do some maintenance with that change. All of those things are going to determine how long you're going to meet with somebody. And so I think that it's super important to figure out whether it's just through some questioning or some, you know, assumptions, be careful with the assumptions, um, but just to kind of draw out of them. And then you can decide based on the answers to those questions, where, where do you think they are and how long do you think it would be good to be working with them? Uh, and then I also think that we're going to want to set an expectation for them. So we'll get into that part in a little bit. Um, but I would say... Well, first, I'm curious to know what, how long do you typically meet with somebody, Cody? And have you ever even done what I just suggested in terms of like figuring out where they are? Yeah. Yeah. Great questions. So I do have a, um, like a general layout of how long I would typically work with someone, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's pretty open-ended to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, so to answer your first question, and I'll go into the second one. To answer the first question, um, uh, the the pack. The, so I the way that I structure my coaching is I do a base of six months. So basically, like a six month uh, commitment, generally speaking. Um, and the reason I do that is because I just think that anything less than that. Now again, depending on the person situation, but my for my ideal clients, um, anything less than that, it's just not a lot of time. Um, and, and oftentimes it's just not worth it, uh, because they really won't get what they, what they really need and or want out of something less than six months. So I do, I do a, a commitment of a minimum of six months, but then after that, I leave it open-ended, right? And I, and I stole a phrase from Mike Keneally, which for those of you who don't know, uh, Mike is one of the coaches at New Money Habits. And he's also the producer of this very show. Um, and he's been coaching for, I don't know, five, six years, something like that. Yeah, officially. But he always says he's been coaching for 20, 30 years without okay. realizing he was doing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so he's been coaching for a decent amount of time. And um, something that he said to me, which I started implementing, and it's made a huge difference, is that he tells people that... He wants to work with them for as long as they're getting help and value from the, from the sessions, Mm -hmm. right? So I always, when I'm, when I'm onboarding a client, I tell them like, Hey, this is a minimum six month commitment, but I want to work with you for as long as you're getting help and value from, from our sessions. And, uh, you know, that, that enables me to, when that six month period comes up, it's not like a, Hey, we're done do you want to renew or, you know, whatever kind of thing? It's just, mm-hmm. Hey, like we're just going to keep rolling until you mm-hmm. tell me that you're good kind of thing. So, so typically like my average, uh, time span that I work with someone is anywhere between nine to 15 months, some longer. Mm-hmm. I have clients that I've been working with for the last two and a half years, ever since I first started. Um, and I have some clients that stop right at six months. Uh, so, Generally speaking, that's how I structure things. But to answer your second question with meeting people where they're at, yes, I have worked with people for less than six months. If, if we hop in and we look at their situation and we see what they need and um, what makes sense for them, you know, if it's something that they only need two or three months of support with just to get it through 
like a, a sh- like a shorter period of change in their life, something mm-hmm. like that, or an obstacle that they're up against right now, um, then that's totally fine. We can we can roll with that, and we'll set up a structure for that that's unique to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will always always leave that that phrase that Mike said. You know, I do want to work with you as long as you have help and and uh, value from these sessions. So sometimes we'll set up those two or three month coaching relationships, but they may turn into five or six months or more. It just mm-hmm. kind of depends. Mm-hmm. So does yeah, that answer really, your question? Absolutely. And I'm really glad that you threw in that last part about how you will structure something for two to three months for those individuals. Because when you said, oh, I do a minimum of six months, I I kept my mouth shut, but I was like, oh, I hope that he also, you know, is able to give something else. And, and you did. You totally, you came through at the end there. So I'm really, really glad to hear that. Um, I also, I do very similarly to what you do. Uh, I think one small change is I do have a three-month package that I'm willing to offer even to somebody who needs more than that. But I actually price that in a way that doesn't really make sense for them to use it. <laughs> so like I'm, it's, I'm like letting it's more you to do three months versus yeah, six months. Yeah, right? not not totally more, but definitely like more per session when you you know put it all out there. Um, so and it just it it becomes more expensive, if you will, because what I'm trying to do is weed out the ones who are just looking for something cheap. That's mm-hmm. important to me. Um, but also, I want to find out if somebody truly is just like needing that jump start, and they're like, I just don't really know that I'm ready for six months or whatever. Uh, I will let them do the three months. But oftentimes, if they're saying, you know what, I really do want the six months, I will apply that to the six month package for them so that they don't think I'm just trying to, you know, grab extra cash from them. Um, so I think that's one small difference. And then the other small difference, and you, it's maybe not even different. You might do this as well. It just, you didn't say it explicitly towards the end. I have, I have where people can continue to work with me at the regular coaching rate, but I also have what I call like the maintenance program. So somebody who is there, they really, they don't need as much of that transformational coaching anymore. They really just need some of that added accountability and the maintenance in order to kind of keep their new habits in place or to shift them a little bit according to how life changes for them. That is a much smaller cost for them, but it's also less time for me. So they're paying that small monthly price, but we might not meet for an hour every single month, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be more of like, you know, just touch and go as as they need it. So um, that to me is something that is super important because I understand those stages of change and how relapse can happen so easily when we're in that maintenance phase if we don't have that support and accountability. So I think those are the only two changes or two differences that I heard between what you do and what I typically do. Yeah. And I, that's a really good point because I do something similar to, I don't call it maintenance. Um, although I do like that name, I may change it. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I call it something. So like you said, if, if we're just me like once a month for maintenance, maybe it's a whole hour, maybe it's half an hour, maybe it's 20 minutes, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but the whole purpose is just to stay accountable, to stay consistent, um, and, you know, address anything that might come up in life kind of thing. Uh, you know, the way that I structure those is, um, I also do a, a, a lower rate for those people. And sometimes we meet monthly, sometimes it's every other month, sometimes it's once a quarter. It just depends on what they think is best. Mm -hmm. Um, But I typically do a, what I call an alumni rate, which Mm -hmm. is like, Hey, like you went through that 
initial six months, or, you know, you went through nine months if that's what the person needed. And now they're at a point to where they need just something to keep the gears moving. Um, but they don't, you know, it, it doesn't make sense for them to, to do the full amount. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would give them some sort of like incentive, uh, and, you know, cut back a little bit on the expense and that would be the alumni rate. Um, so I do something very similar as well. Yeah, cool. And do you do that month to month typically, or do you have them sign up for a certain number of months also? I just do that month to month. Or do you do it per session? I guess that was the other option mm-hmm. that was in there. I guess you could say per session. Yeah, you do it per session. People, okay. Like I mentioned, some people it's month to month, some it's every other month, some it's quarterly. So, but it's not like a, like a formal agreement kind of right. thing. Like, hey, like right. you went through that formal agreement period. Now we're here. And again, we'll just keep doing this as long as you get help and value. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with that. And in order to, in order to um, serve them and make sure that they're getting value and in order to make sure that the income is a little bit predictable, I have a low enough rate where it's, it is month to month, so there's not a specific contract in place, but they do pay it every month, whether or not we meet. And that makes it very easy for me not to have to go and chase them every time they're ready to meet. And it makes it very easy to keep bookkeeping <laughs> because they just pay that amount every single month and then they call and or we connect when it's necessary. So the the down the potential downside to that is if you as a coach don't have good boundaries and this person's paying this small monthly fee month to month and then they're contacting you five, six times a month, that could that could cost you a lot of money to do that. Um, but if you have those good boundaries and if you don't come talk to Cody or I, we'll help you, we'll help coach you through those boundaries. Um, but if you have those good boundaries, then typically they don't usually need me every single month. If they're truly in that maintenance phase, they're, they're kind of doing things along, along the way. And I might check in with them if I haven't heard from them in two or three months, because Sometimes that means they did something that they were, you know, for lack of a better word, embarrassed to talk about. And they're like, oh, I don't know if I really want to go tell her about that. And so in just knowing that that's how that works, I want to make sure that we're helping bring them back onto the track that they laid for themselves. Um, but it, it just makes bookkeeping easy too. And it becomes a, more of a predictable income. So if you know, you've got, you know, X, Y, Z who are paying this amount every month, then you don't have to wonder, you know, do I, do I have that income coming in? So that's just something that, like I said, I bring it down significantly because I know that typically they don't need me every single month. Sometimes it's every other month. And so I kind of factor that into the alumni price, if you will. Um, but that I think that would be the only difference between what you and I do. And, and there's no right or wrong. I just wanted to make sure people who are listening know that there are these different options that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I do know that both of us offer different options as far as payment goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do like a monthly payment for some people. And we also do an in full payment for a certain am- amount of time mm-hmm. as well. So how would you approach a situation to where, let's say it's a six-month program mm-hmm. and they pay in full and we get to the end of the six months, how would you approach potentially either re-upping for another six months or going to a monthly uh, you know, strategy or, or whatever it might, might be rather than just saying, hey, we, we reached our six months, good luck, you mm-hmm. know? I bet that's a really, really good question. 
I'm really glad you brought it up because about 10 minutes ago, I mentioned setting expectations for clients and then said we'd get to it. And I probably would have forgotten to get back to it. So this is bringing me right back there. And I'm so glad that you asked. The way that you handle this situation, Cody, will be very much dependent upon how you set that expectation in the beginning. And if, if you didn't set the expectation in the beginning, this is going to be a very awkward moment. So if you're listening today, listen to how you set it up so that you don't have to be so awkward when you hit the end of that six months in, in this example. What I mean by that, Cody, is if you tell somebody it's a minimum of six months and then we don't know what's happening after that, that still, yeah, you're good for the six months, but then it's like, well, now we have to re-up, we have to resell, we have to do that again. Whereas if you kind of explain in the beginning, here is how human behavior works. Here are some of the expectations as you go through this change process. You know, we've talked on this uh, show before about like the U curve when we're talking about making changes in our lives, right? And I know, I think when we talked about it, it was kind of along the lines of how, when you create a business, what does that look like? What are the emotions that you experience? Well, our clients are experiencing very similar emotions and experiences when they are making a change in their life. There's going to be something where they're like, yes, I'm super excited to do this. And then a little bit of reality hits and they come down a little bit and then they're in the pits because everything bombards them. And they're like, I don't know how to get out of this. And we talked about it in terms of what their why was and how that really, really strong why will help them get out of that pit and bring them back up to the top of the U. If you can describe behavior change in this in a very similar way, like here are some of the things that are going to happen when you make a change in your life. And I want to be there along those lines for you the, the entire way. Like I want to get you out to maintenance and then beyond right? You're using that language for them so that when you get to the end of that six month, that's what you've set up with them is a six month package. You get there and say, hey, remember when we talked about X, Y, and Z? And if you are really good, you're actually kind of bringing that up along the way. You're letting them know, hey, I'm, I'm seeing some hints of, you know, preparation in here. Like, what are you, and, and you're, oh, now you're really in action. This is fantastic. You know what's next after this whole action? We're going to be in action for a long time because a lot it takes a long time to create new habits and you start using that language. So if you get, let's say that they're in action and you're in month five and you get to the end of month six, if you were in month five, you say, we're going to be in action for a while. It could be two, six, eight months. Now, when you get to the end of eight of that six month period, you know, hey, I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to do this. How are you feeling right now? What stage do you believe you're in? You know, oh, I'm in action, man. I'm doing this. Or they might say, I'm in maintenance. They might say, because, you know, I'm okay, that's that's great. How long have you been sustaining these new habits of yours, you know, these new behaviors? Well, at least three weeks. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so you're able to then help them see, well, you know, we know science has shown that it takes X, Y amount of time in order for habits to really start to change and blah, blah, blah. And how would you like some help getting through that? Mm -hmm. Then they can decide whether they want to quote, rehire you, re-up their stuff or not. And if you and they determine together that they truly are in maintenance, that's when you would decide, you know what? I agree. I think that you've really maintained this behavior. You're in a really great spot. I also know how likely relapse is for most people at this stage. I would really like to have the opportunity to help you avoid that if possible. I have this really great alumni rate or maintenance rate, however it is that you call it. 
I wanted to share that with you and see if that's something that you think would help you to maintain your new behaviors. Mm-hmm. And that way it's all about them. It's not about your income. It's not about, you know, it's not even about a different package or anything like that. It's, it's really just truly meeting them where they are and listening to them and reflecting back to them and seeing what you can do in order to help them move forward. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that you said that's important is that it's about them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you're able to, to see how they're feeling and also, you know, inform them of like, Hey, like, there is a there is a potential that you could relapse here, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not just me saying that just to for the sake of keeping you as a client. That's me saying that because I care about you. I've seen it happen before. It's it you know there's studies on it happening, um, so you know it, it could be beneficial for us to continue in some way. And, and here are some options. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're able to do that, then you know it becomes you, you're coming from a place of actual like genuinely caring about them versus you just trying to hold on to them and the client especially if you've been working together for x amount of time you know six months something like that uh they're gonna learn you just as you have learned them and they're gonna pick up on that Mm -hmm. they're gonna see what your intentions are Mm -hmm. uh versus you know when you're when you're trying to move forward Mm -hmm. um so if you're able to put the focus on them put your uh, intention on them, then it's going to work out for you in the end better than not. And you won't always get those people who say, yes, let's move forward. You'll have some right. people who, who will say, no, I think, you know, I appreciate what you're saying, but I really do feel confident because of what we've done here. And I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And at that point, like you just have to let them go and that's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, but you will, you will see more and more people start to continue to work with you. Uh, if you were to approach it with that, that sort of approach. Two add-ons to that. One, when they say, no, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but I, I don't think I need that. I, I'm okay. I'm good. Make sure that you don't, A, take that personally. Mm-hmm. It's not about you, right? It's about them. Um, and B, remind them that if and when something happens and they need yes. you, you are still there for them, yes. uh, that they can rejoin later on, that this is not like one deciding factor and then that's it, right? Yes, so that's exactly. one thing. Um, the second add-on is just to reiterate that if you are using language throughout your coaching session, then it won't feel like you are trying to sell them anything. It will just feel natural. The language that, that you've used throughout the last six months When you start to talk about some of these things, whether it's the way they feel, like what stage they might be in, et cetera, it's almost going to be expected. Like they're going to, they're going to be like, well, yeah, of course he's going to talk about this. And and it won't feel like you sold him at six months, you know, six months ago, and now we're revisiting this again. So be very intentional with the way that you speak to them, with the words that you use when you are in those sessions, um, because it will it will absolutely make that six month period or the the re up time just feel very natural for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And th- one of the things that you mentioned that I want to touch on is uh, you said, "Hey, just so you know, I'm still here for you if and when you're ready, or or if and when you need to mm-hmm. uh, reach back out." Um, that exact thing happened to me this past week. Mm-hmm. I stopped working with someone back 
in, I think it was April. And when we stopped, she paid in full for six months, got to the end. She decided that she wanted to do things on her own, support her with it, but told her that exactly. I said, hey, if and when you ever need, just know I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. And fast forward that, what is it, April? So like five months, mm -hmm. um, fast forward five months, I get a text message from her. Um, and she said, hey, I have been really struggling with a lot of mental health issues. And because of that, it has affected my spending habits. It's affected my savings. And I feel like I'm just going backwards and I don't want to go back to where I was when we first met. Mm -hmm. So I'd really love to set up a call and, and, you know, talk about how we can get back on, on track here. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a perfect example, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Yep. So, yep. And if that, I may, I'm just going to, yeah, and I'm just going to just, just for fun, because, you know, I love those stages. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that she's not even necessarily going backwards. She's actually just recycling through those stages. Yeah. So she's not moving, you know, literally backwards. She's going through those stages again. And if you can picture that circle where you're you're in maintenance and then you go to relapse, that's what she feels like it's backwards, right? But it's actually forwards and relapse. And then the next thing is pre-contemplation again. And she was probably stuck there within the last couple months. And now she's back to contemplative where she is at thinking like, maybe I could, maybe, I wonder if, I wonder if Cody could help me right now. Like, I wonder if, if I could get back on track, that's that contemplation thing happening. And if she rehires you, it sounds like she may have already done that. Um, but your job now is not just to get her quote back on track, but to help her cycle through those again, but faster. Because she doesn't have to stay in contemplation. She doesn't have to do as much preparation. She just needs to reestablish the foundation that she made with you before and then fill in some of the holes that maybe weren't filled in before because you didn't know about them. She didn't know about them. Life hadn't presented them. And just fill those in and then quickly move back to preparation slash action. Um, so your job at that point, Cody, just to reiterate, is to help move those through those stages again but in a little bit faster manner than she would definitely be able to do it by herself. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of that groundwork has already been done. Yes. You know, so yeah, it, it would be quicker, um, which is obviously helpful to her as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, and just, just for context, I have not brought her back on yet. We're, okay. we're meeting next week to have okay. a phone call. Okay. Uh, but I, I have a good feeling about it. You know, like it sounds like she is definitely in that, contemplative place uh, mm -hmm. because she has probably been in the pre-contemplative place for a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. So I think okay. that she's, she's about to move forward here. So, cool. well, but, if you need any help, you personally need any help figuring out what are some of the things you could do knowing where she is to help move her forward through those, hit me up. We'll, we'll have a quick session on that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, <laughs> good to know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what we are here for. <laughs> so this really was a fantastic discussion about how long do we have clients? You know, I, I mean, I hope that you as our listeners got some ideas on how to determine that for yourself. It really is not, it's not in your client's best interest to just listen to us and go, well, they do a six month package. Maybe I'll just do a six month package. You know, have an idea of, again, what is it you're trying to accomplish? You And, and all the things, 
brainstorm it, put it all down. And I know some of the primary things that you're wanting to accomplish for yourself is going to be a steady income. That's going to be something, something that's predictable. You're going to want that as well. And something that is manageable. So you don't want to bring clients on for a certain amount of money that you're meeting with them, you know, every single day for the first 30 days. Just kind of keep some of that stuff in mind. And then what is the ultimate plan and goal for them? What do you want for them? And consider that when you're trying to figure out what kinds of packages and stuff you're going to create. So everyone who's listening today may have a very unique as a fingerprint type of package. That's super important to know that that's okay. Uh, What we gave you today is really just a framework, just a way, a springboard from which to start thinking about how is it that you're going to set up your structure for the clients and how long you meet with them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Good stuff today. Yeah. Very, very good. All right. This stemmed from the the meetup and that was a really good meetup as well. Um, So yeah, I really enjoyed this conversation because it's something that I think a lot of people wonder about Mm -hmm. whether they're new coaches or they've been coaching for a little bit and they're trying to just, you know, figure out, Hey, am I doing this as best as I can? Mm -hmm. Uh, This is something that I think is pretty valuable. So um, run with it, do it with, do what works best for you and just trust your gut. A lot of it has to do with trusting your gut mm-hmm. and oftentimes your gut is, is right. So, and be willing to tweak along the way. Yep. yep. Cause you're not going to get it right every time for every client and that's okay. That's right. So. All right. Thank you so much for bringing this up, Cody. I really appreciate it. I too enjoyed this conversation and I look forward to whatever it is that we talk about next week. You guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. We really appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you next week as well. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.